This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. Discover why more than a million people use the free Olive Tree Bible app as their go to for reading, studying, and listening to God's Word. Start by downloading one of the many free Bibles and start taking notes, highlighting verses, bookmarking your favorite passages, and you can start reading at your own pace or choose from a large selection of reading plans, including the Bible Reading Challenge. When you are ready to go deeper into your studies, Olive Tree is right there with a large selection of study Bibles, commentaries, and other helpful study resources available for purchase. There's also an extensive bookstore that allows you to build your digital library one book at a time, and Olive Tree's Sync technology lets you pick up where you left off on your tablet, PC, or phone and get right to studying on another supported device. Now here's the best part. You can start with the Olive Tree Free Essentials Bundle for free. Like I said, visit www.olivetree.com slash FLF and download it today. That's www.olivetree.com slash FLF. Now this. I declare bankruptcy! That's right, folks. Bankruptcy filings spiked in 2023 under the Biden administration, and you should expect more financial chaos to come. Data released Tuesday shows that Americans filed more than 39,000 bankruptcy cases in August of 2023, an 18% increase from the same time last year. The data released by Unusual Wales details how, along with personal bankruptcy filings, there were more than 41,600 new bankruptcy cases recorded in August including for business. This marks the 13th consecutive month that bankruptcy filings have shown a year-over-year increase under the Biden administration's embarrassing and dangerous economic policies. The bankruptcy filings are not a surprise to anyone with a finger on the pulse of the domestic and global economy, but likely come as a shock to those just trying to keep afloat. And so many families were lulled into a false sense of financial security during and after the COVID-19 pandemic. Their ill-advised spending habits have landed them in hot water. Many folks bought homes they couldn't afford in the last two years, often with minimal down payments, bad credit, and sky-high mortgage rates. Some of these individuals were banking on a pause or total relief of their student loan debt to keep the lights on, but this hasn't really materialized like people thought it would. The most terrifying thing is that a lot of folks set up interest-only payments for property purchases for the first five years or so of their mortgage. This means lower payments today, but zero equity buildup in homes these individuals won't be able to afford once they're forced to pay the equity and interest, which will almost definitely lead to more bankruptcies, foreclosures, and worse. Moving on, the mayor's fault. Blue City reports an average of 40 vehicle thefts a day. Police officers in Oakland, California have reported more than 10,000 motor vehicle thefts in the city since the start of 2023. Data from the Oakland Police Department shows. The OPD recorded a total of 10,547 motor vehicle thefts, an average of 40 vehicle thefts a day, and a 51% increase from the year-to-date reported number of thefts in 2022. CBS News Bay Area reported at least 133 vehicles were stolen between September 11th and September 17th, and an additional 12 vehicles were carjacked during the same time period, according to OPD data. Now, Now, I'm no math whiz, but that's a lot of thefts. Oakland residents have placed pressure on their district attorney and mayor for months to increase the town's police force and security response as crime in the city has continued to escalate. 
Residents became even more frustrated with local officials over the past week after the city failed to submit an application to the California government to receive additional crime-fighting funds. The buck stops with the mayor. That's the mayor's fault. It stops with the mayor. We need to hear from the mayor. That's the Oakland NAACP President Cynthia Adams, who told CBS on September 18th. Officers admitted that the number of overall crimes in the area is likely much higher because many residents have stopped reporting crimes to the police, according to CBS. Total crime in Oakland has gone up 27% since 2022, while violent crime has increased by 20%, according to OPD data. The Oakland Mayor's Office and the OPD did not immediately respond to the Daily Caller News Foundation's request for comment. Elsewhere, Desire for large families hits 50-year high in America, according to a Gallup poll. A growing number of people in America prefer families with three or more children, hitting the highest desire of large families since 1971. According to a Gallup survey released Monday, the number of people who prefer smaller and larger family sizes are statistically tied, bouncing back from a decades-long trend of believing one or two children was ideal. Overall, this recent survey shows that Americans might finally be climbing out of the anti-family bomb shelter caused by the myths of the 1960s of a population explosion disaster. That was Terry Schilling, the president of the American Principles Project, who told the Washington Examiner. Favoring more children is a sign that Americans are returning to basic principles and values that life was made for, bringing forth the next generation through the family. 45% now favor large families, with 29% finding three children as ideal, 12% prefer four, and 2% each who prefer five, six, or more. That is compared to 47% who believe two or fewer children is ideal, with 44% preferring two children and 3% preferring one. 2% believe that ideal family should not include children. Gallup pointed to several social trends from the past decades that may have contributed to the deciding in having children, including the preference for larger families plummeting from the 70% in 1967 to 52% in 1972, fueled at least in part by concerns about global population explosion resulting from the 1968 best-selling book entitled The Population Bomb. The organization started tracking this data in 1936 when 64% preferred three children, reaching a peak in 1945 at 77%. However, by 1973, a strong preference for families of one or two children became the norm, evidenced by the 50% drop in children per family from the peak of the baby boom in 1.8 children in 1980. What stands out to Schilling, however, is that only 8% do not wish to have children, leaving over 90% with a desire for children at any amount. The 8% of America that's anti-family has way too much representation in our culture, especially in entertainment, politics, news media, academia, and even corporations, Schilling said. Gallup notes that people under the age of 30 are at least twice as likely to say that they do not want children, but the vast majority continue to prefer having children. 21% of that age group already has children, and 63% hope to have children in the future. Moreover, 69% of those who already have children want more, as well as 15% of 18- to 40-year-olds who want to be parents someday. 
6% of childless people aged 41 and older also wished that they'd had children. While ideal family size is not significantly different from men to women, other demographic traits do tend in certain directions. Young people aged 18 to 29 are more likely than any other age group to prefer large family sizes, and black and Hispanic people are also more likely to prefer larger families. In addition, Republicans, conservative independents, and lower-income residents tend to prefer families with more children. By contrast, Democrats, non-religious, and wealthy residents are more likely to prefer only one or two children. Despite stated preferences, birth rates have been on the decline, and adults are starting families much later in life, which is highly correlated to smaller family sizes. In 2021, the Centers for Disease and Control and Prevention reported the average age of a woman who had her first child was 27.3 years, a record high. Part of the answer for fertility declines, author Melanie Notkin writes in a piece for the Institute for Family Studies, is that like the effect of the population bomb in the 1960s and 70s, we have a similar trend with the rise of anti-natalism, where its nihilistic supporters believe the world is too bad of a place to bring children into. Along with climate change doomerism, more practically, the current economy makes family forming more challenging for many young Americans. However, the public has appeared to cut through some of the popular trends, Schilling told the Washington Examiner. There are so many policies across the cultural and economic spectrum that make family formation much more difficult, and it's a true testament to the beauty and intrinsic value of the family in spite of all the hurdles before us. We still desire children and family, he said. And finally, the U.S. offers Poland rare loan of $2 billion to modernize its military. My goodness, we're giving out loans everywhere. You get a loan, you get a loan, and you Hawaiians get $700. The Biden administration announced Monday that it's offering a $2 billion loan to Poland, which has been a hub for weapons going into Ukraine to support the Allies' defense modernization. The State Department said in a statement that Poland is a stalwart ally of the U.S. whose security is vital to the collective defense of NATO's eastern flank and that such funding reserved for Washington's most important security partners. The U.S. government is also providing Warsaw up to $60 million for the cost of the loan in Foreign Military Financing, or FMF, which would support urgent procurements of defense articles and services from the United States, the State Department said. The $60 million is a loan subsidy meant to ensure that Warsaw can secure favorable terms on the loan. Poland has been such a staunch supporter of Ukraine since Russia's full-scale invasion of the country, handing over large numbers of its own tanks, fighter jets, and other equipment. It has also been a hub for the most of the Western weapons going to Ukraine. It has been undergoing a process of modernization, a replace what it gave away, much of which was based on old Soviet technology, putting in orders with U.S. and South Korean defense companies. Recently, Polish-Ukrainian relationship has seen strains due to a trade dispute centered on Ukrainian grain entering the Polish market and driving down the prices Polish farmers can get. Amid the spat, Poland's prime minister said his country was no longer sending any more weapons to Ukraine. The comment created some confusion. Analysts noted that Poland had already, in fact, given Ukraine most of what it has to give, and the statement was made ahead of a Polish election and did not mean much. But it also raised concerns that Western support for Ukraine could be weakening. U.S. officials have sought to play down the spat, praising Poland's role in helping Ukraine and noting that it is Poland's strategic interest for Ukraine to prevail against Russia. 
And that is your news for today. This has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to the Ark Encounter, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com, a one-stop shop. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about the Ark Encounter, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross Politic, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.